welcome back to SwitchCast. We have a full house tonight. These three gentlemen are no stranger to close quarters, <laughs> as they've spent a very, very long time in a car together. Thankfully, our podcast episode will not be as long as their drive, because if we did, if it was, we'd lose everybody. I'm your host, Doug Tabbitt. Uh, short cannonball run holder, just just the one-way trip, not the round trip, uh, founder of Switch Cars, and we are here with Wes and Nick, and this is right, this is Smooth Mark, I know none of you recognize him from his face, Mark, say a word. Hi. Yep, there you go, you all recognize I'm him. I'm usually on that end of the table. Yes, yeah, we pay him not to be on camera, but... Tonight he's on camera. He doesn't have headphones though, so if you call in, he can't hear you talk about him. So if you want to say mean things about Mark, you can call in 216-294-4124. That's right. If you want to talk about Mark behind his back but in front of a live audience, 216-294-4124. Or if you just want to ask these insane scoff laws some questions you can also post your question in the comment flow over wherever you're watching live uh i think we're just on youtube tonight but anyway that's that's a detail that for our producer so i guess if you're on facebook you don't know that you're not with us anyway um yeah thank you for joining us so the reason we are all here tonight this is the largest uh group behind the table that we've had so far the boston brawlers were two but um this is the group that set the coast to coast to coast record that's right they were so bored when they got to los angeles after doing a fast cannonball that they turned around and went back to new york that or they couldn't afford the flight home and I think we now know this as the Bob Burns Memorial Sea to Shining Sea to Shining Sea Trophy Tribute Dash or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, uh, Chris Clemens and Mark Spence originally did it in a Mercedes SL 500, which is even more insane that two people would go out and back in, in close quarters like that. But these guys got a bug up their butt thinking that it was a cool idea to do it faster, which in some sense is a good idea because the less time you spend in a car with that many people, the better. But uh, they did it in 65 hours and 28 minutes. Do I have that mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Um, on Easter weekend of this year. And they did it surprisingly in a sob. I know that everybody on the internet thinks sobs are unreliable and myself included but it, it did really well yeah yeah it, it did incredibly well yeah it's I was honestly surprised it's too bad that that company isn't around to acknowledge <laughs> your <laughs> validation of their product <laughs> it had to do really well right there's no parts available if it didn't exactly yeah <laughs> we, we would have been toast <laughs> all right so nick this was nick's car uh, so I guess he is, uh, by de facto, the, the team leader here. Yes, no? Yeah, you're responsible. You, you take the blame if something goes wrong. <laughs> Wes said I'm responsible. Yeah. So right. yeah. Okay. If, if you get any, he's speed, paying the tow bill. Yeah. Right. If you get any speed camera tickets, you, you get the, you get it in the mail. That's true. Yes. All right. Nick, so tell us about your sob and tell us how you got to this point 
of even wanting to do this? Well, so I've wanted to do Cannonball pretty much my whole life. I've always been interested in it. Um, I remember reading the stories in the old road and track and all that kind of stuff. I read the book by Brock Yates. Um, I ended up buying this car specifically to do a run. I bought it in May of Wait, 2020. You bought a Saab specifically to do a run. Yeah. Did you not read anything or do any research beforehand? <laughs> no, I, I did all that. And then in spite of that, and then you couldn't. I bought a Saab. <laughs> <laughs> None of the good options were available. So you bought a Saab. Basically, yeah. It was cold. You know you're going to yeah. get crap from us the whole I, night for this, right? I know. We yeah. don't want to hear a Saab story. <laughs> and it begins. Yep. Where's, where's my drum? I, yeah. How many times? It, w- maybe we have to do a, a shot every time oh. sob stories mentioned. It's gonna be where's the Malord at? <laughs> oh no, no, no! That will be worse than a out and back cannonball. <laughs> All right, keep going. So I bought the car in May of 2020, specifically with the idea of doing a cannonball with it. Uh, built it up throughout 2020. Did a practice run out to South Dakota that fall. Car ran pretty well. Made a couple tweaks. And ended up doing a New York to Los Angeles, a short cannonball, uh, with it, uh, in April of 21. Okay. How did that go? Uh, it went pretty well. Uh, we, it was two of us, myself and a, a good friend of mine. We did 32 hours and seven minutes. Oh man. The old, uh, David Diem and Doug Turner time. Yeah. From 1983. Absolutely. That is a historical time. When I learned about cannonball, that was the number on the board to beat. So that was really cool to, to tie that number. I, I appreciate that you know that because somebody else did 3207 on the musket ball this past year and they didn't know the, the significance of that number. Yeah. Like there's literally a documentary entitled 32 hours and seven minutes. Yeah. Cause that was the fastest run, uh, from 1983. And, uh, yes, I am in Colin studio. I don't know. Anyway, uh, my producer's yelling at me already via sticky note. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they didn't know there was 32 hours, 7 minutes. So I appreciate that you know that that is a thing. Ready to connect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, the, the run went really well. Really enjoyed it. Um, I always kind of had the idea in the back of my head. I think this car can do better. I think it's, it's able to do more. I just don't know what more is. Um, so fast forward, I did the musket ball back in November. Uh, and Wes and I went out for lunch in Los Angeles and started scheming. Uh, and eventually we got Mark on board and <laughs> yes, the retired Mark Spence, we brought him out of retirement. <laughs> um, and we, we brought him on board and Mark said something to the effect of he would never do it again unless it was coast to coast to coast. Uh, to which Wes and I were like, well, that's kind of what we're thinking. So that works out great. <laughs> what? Sorry, Mark. That's a really weird ultimatum. I'm never going to drive across country unless it's twice as long. I don't know. It just happened. It, okay. But why would you say that? Like, what was the rationale? Because I always it? knew that my, my other time could be beat. 7405. Okay. okay. Talk about that a little bit. You say other time. We have no background for that other than the brief background I gave at the beginning. You and Chris Clemens. Yeah. Um, we followed you guys out of New York City. Yep. When you guys did 2539. 2539. Yep. And yeah. So you went, we went coast to coast to coast. You were essentially the first team to ever attempt that for real. Somebody yep. else had set a time, but it was by accident. They were in California for a business trip. Mm-hmm. 
and drove home, and they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is the fastest time. Yeah, it was Fakara's guy. Um, right, Pierce Plant. Yeah, Pierce. Out and back, and back, out and back, yeah, in and out and back. Um, okay, so you guys set the time of 74 hours and five minutes, mm-hmm. and afterwards you said, okay, I think there's there's more to be gained. <coughs> yes, due to incidents we had, which there's always incidents on there runs always like this. Right. If you're going to make it up somewhere for something else to happen. But you hadn't bought your Corvette Grand Sport yet, <laughs> so you needed somebody with a car. <laughs> yes. Mark should I, be I, called, like, Mark is like the cannonball hitchhiker. <laughs> I'm the bench warmer. <laughs> I'm like the last person that gets no, called. I'll say, okay, I'm going to do it. Seems like a good option. <laughs> you totally. <laughs> this is how it's going to go all night. I just always end what? up. What? Yeah, the stream's down. Seriously? Spectrum. Awesome. All right, well. Keep going, though. It'll, it'll oh, one one going? more reason. We even, like, had them come in and up our speed and fix all our crap and everything the last time this happened. All right. Thanks, Spectrum. Uh, well, this is another reason to listen to us on the audio podcast uh, because there's no issues with connectivity. But Dang, I got uh, a lot of yeah. people watching me tonight. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, well. Okay. But I've been extremely lucky to got, get my hands behind the wheels of some very well-built cars. Stuff that I would dream of building, so. You mean like a Saab 9.5? Yeah. Yeah. And a Citroen XD <laughs> and a SL500. And, and even Super Truck for the failed van run. Super Truck? Yeah, Travis Bell's diesel that I was following. Oh, not like an actual behind. Super, like. Oh. No, okay. I, I got really excited there for a second. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you and Wes had lunch after the Muscaball. So one terrible idea breeds another. Yeah, the musket ball. For those of you who don't know, was a, a race across country. Yes, a legitimate race uh, with a Lamas style start, where we all ran to our cars and started from a bougie shopping plaza in Darien, Connecticut, and a bunch of beaters that were all limited to a hundred horsepower had to race out of there and be the first to make it to L.A. But we were limited to a hundred horsepower, so it's the world's fastest, slowest race, or. Slowest, fastest race. Slowest, fast ever. race. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, still some really incredible times, but anybody who was there uh, did not just have a modicum of indecency. They were fully committed to being About 90% morons. of the pack finished within two hours of each other or something. Yeah, yeah. So you guys decided you were in cannonball love. After that, listen. It was the Cheesecake Factory, and we just sat there and you know made a connection. Oh man, you guys went to Cheesecake Factory. Bad decision after bad decision. You went to Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) When everybody went to that group photo, we were like scheming in the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, what what bred this? Like, okay, so you had done a coast to coast run. Why did you guys? Uh, come together, meeting of the minds on a coast to coast to coast. I honestly don't know how it really came together. It was one of those things that it was like I may have threw the idea out because I may have heard him thinking about doing it. So I just threw my hat in the ring saying, hey, if you're interested in having a person, just give me a call. And that's where it sort of led to, well, I'm thinking about this. I want to build this car up and I'll let you know. And here we are. So, Why did he think you were qualified? to be on your team well so before my run in april of 21 aaron pfeiffer and i um had been in contact quite a bit and aaron was planning on doing a run in his lexus ls at the time and we were i think we were planning like a week or two apart at the time Mm -hmm. uh so we'd done a lot of talking back and forth and he told me about his co-driver wes and uh leading up to the run and then after the run he had a lot of good things to say about wes 
So I'm a sucker for a good recommendation. Yeah. And it was worth well, it. We've, we've touched on that before, but that is a really important aspect of a cannonball is having a reliable co-driver, one that's actually going to show up. Whether or not they're qualified <laughs> once they do show up, but but that is two-thirds of the battle is getting somebody that after all the talk and all the planning and all the dreaming, because everybody says they want to do a cannonball. Every, oh, yeah, man, if you ever go, I'm there. No, you're not. So the fact that he actually would be reliable enough to show up is half the battle, and the fact that you trust him in a car with you at speed is another part of the battle. So Yeah, it's one of those things that you – you talk to numerous people on the Facebook pages, stuff like that, like, oh, I'll show up, I'll do this, and then all of a sudden, hey, you're like a week or even a month out, and they're like, oh, well, I got this going on or that. It's, it's very hard to find a reliable person, and you can trust them to, obviously, you know, your, your life's in their hands at yeah, that point. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm, I'm the worst passenger in the world. I struggle with riding with people because if they're... I don't know. If they're not smooth, I'll get car sick. And if I don't trust their driving, I can't, I can't not pay attention for a moment. So doing a cannonball with anybody other than Arnie is, is a big <laughs> ask. So to just like meet somebody and then say, Oh yeah, let's drive across the country and back. That's, that's a lot of trust. It's a, it's a lot of trust. Um, how do you think it worked out? I mean, were all your expectations met? I think it was a good team. We were yeah. a good setup. Everything went well. Car was built really good. Surprisingly, it's my first time driving a Saab. So <laughs> I don't know. There's complaints about the passenger side mirror, but other than that, like it was a really well built car. There's definitely a lot of potential in that vehicle. So I'm happy with it and I'm happy with the team we had. Nice. Nice. Our producer has informed us that we are now back online. Sorry for our live stream viewers. But again, if you don't want to miss a moment, you can download our audio podcast anytime on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get um, your podcasts. And uh, yes, um, commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by whatever internet provider is in our future that can provide us reliable high-speed internet at a reasonable price. Um, after our last debacle with Spectrum, we had them come out. We fixed some issues. We upgraded to double the speed and yada, 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 and apparently they still suck. No surprise for an internet company. So thank you to Spectrum for not sponsoring our podcast. Um, back to you guys. So you're riding together. Everything works out wonderfully. It's an excellent cannonball first date. H had you ever been in a car with each other before? No, I I don't think so. No, I no. never met them till we came down in the hotel in Connecticut. Where's that? Where's that hotel at? Oh, in, in, in Stanford. Yeah, in Stanford. Yeah. Yep. Well, we met in the Southern Classic. Barely. Yeah. I didn't really talk to you then. <laughs> it was weird. But <laughs> I get it. I know you looked at me in the bathroom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't Mark know thought about he this was guy. too cool. Yeah, he's, he's got the Mustang. We got a Mustang. <laughs> I, had the, I had the five zero Mustang. Only did one forty one. You know, Mark's <laughs> but um, <laughs> Mark's walking around going, "Do you know me from Vin Wiki?" He's like, "Hey, I'm from Vin Wiki." <laughs> Cue up the sound for me to walk out to. He's got a Vin Wiki. He just rolls up his sleeve. He's like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> But you know I can't stop that. <laughs> well, so, sorry. I came down out of the elevator, talking smack at the musket ball, and I'm like, whoever I beat, I'm buying like a beer for. I said something. I got and a it video. was you guys were standing there. Zappa was, Zappa the was there. Your dad was there. Yep. I still beat them all, but 
Well, that was after we found out your clothes was left at some supercar yes, place. And then got it. I got a little drunk at the at the airport with Dan. Oh, I got to move it away. Is that it? So me and Dan got split up by like an hour or something, and I just got hammered at the airport. And then we went to this car dealership right next to the airport, which is um, Gullwing Motors, an amazing dealership. But it's the owner's son kept it open just a little bit just for us to look at, and I set my bag down, and I forgot it. And we walked down the street waiting for, I forgot who came to pick us up. Um, and I'm like, oh, I left my bag at the dealership. So I was wearing the same, they're making fun of me, the same green Venwicky shirt. For like, th- in all my photos, I'm Is wearing the same shirt. Is this story going somewhere? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but yeah. Great, well, we have a caller on the line. <laughs> Thank you, caller. <laughs> Saved he us. does not. He does not. Do you call her? Do you uh, do you have Mark's baggage? <laughs> I've got a lot of Mark's baggage. Oh. <laughs> you know who it and is? It's not a female. I can't hear anybody? Oh my goodness! Nope. <laughs> no, this is why. So Mark does not have headphones, speak Chris. Freely. He cannot hear you. So speak. Say whatever you want about Mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know I couldn't do that. The only thing I really call to do is call shenanigans because. Uh, there's no way these guys should have run in a jet. Should have run and we all in know a jet. Stops are born from jets. They're they're born oh. from jets. They're not actually jets. Is that, it has a night panel. <laughs> is that what the Vigan <laughs> reference is? Does that have an airplane engine? Yes, and it, it well. Yeah. The sub community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sub community is different. <laughs> that, that's the nicest way I've ever heard that put. <laughs> Thank you. It's good for people. <laughs> I don't know. Sob Talk got like 200 different viewers on our time, but. <laughs> that was the whole community. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy filed computers. There's all, all the cars that are All left. of our fan were there. All same fan. Oh. No, seriously, though. Uh, how did you guys get three such devastatingly handsome gentlemen into one car? So, Mark, I know you can't hear. Chris asked how two extravagantly <laughs> handsome gentlemen and yourself were able to fit in the car. Oh, it's <sighs> they put Mark in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> I was hugging well, the fuel cell the entire time. Beard, so, you know, <laughs> did you take a spare tire? We did. Yep. Uh, so the way the trunk is set up is the fuel cell sits really far forward so mm-hmm. it's almost over the rear axle okay and so you spare- could put the spare tire in the back seat and mark in the trunk between the fuel cell exactly and the bumper. Okay. exactly gotcha. we had a special bracket and everything that mark hung on in the no trunk needed. he held the tire <laughs> it, it was perfect it great. we had a periscope for rear binoculars too <laughs> chris did you have a spare tire in your mercedes for those of you who don't know the the caller right now is chris clemens who Founded the Bob Burns uh, Memorial to Shining C- Memorial Trophy. Bob Burns C to C, C, dash. C Memorial Trophy Dash. Right. Yes. Nice, nice short name for a nice short drive. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he was Mark's original co-driver. So there's some context for you uh, that don't know. Uh, uh, Chris, did you have a spare tire? Uh, well, I carry one at all times uh, in my stomach. <laughs> I guess you couldn't, right? Because that has staggered tires on the SL, right? Yes, no? Uh, I, I did mean, have could, one, but... uh, full-size spare, that uh, was the same size as the front. Because you can switch the rear to the front if you have a flat on the rear, or vice versa? Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So when you did your run, did you, like Mark, think that there was time left on the table? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I kind of figured eight, nine hours. I think afterwards Mark said like 13, which I think that might be pushing it a little bit. But um, yeah, eight, nine hours easy because the trucks, the time on the bridge, the street racers, traffic, my God. Yeah, yeah. You guys ran into a lot. Yeah. Um, how did you feel when your record was beaten? You know, I really, I, I told you this, I told Nick this. I really wanted to be upset, but you know what? I really love these guys, and, you know, I, I was genuinely happy for them. Gotcha. Not the way I expected to feel, but the the run continues on. And we all oh. know this. Eventually, we're all going to get beat. Yeah. You really shouldn't say things like that about Mark when he can't hear you, but... Um... No, no. It, do you, it's fine. Uh, do you He's think? Uh, do you think? <laughs> do you think you'll ever go back and try to beat it? Or are you content? I'm content. Okay. Um, I might do it again, but uh, not with an aim of beating anybody's time. See the sights this time. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, do you have any questions for them? No, uh, you just I just want to, want to congratulate them again. <laughs> I I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. No, I knew the feeling. I knew the feeling. And it was the least Audi with boat tanks They're a great bunch of guys. They did great job repairing that car. They had a clean run. They had a safe run. And what more could you want? They're a great bunch of guys. Yep. 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 Yeah, those two are Except great. Mark, who can't hear anyway. Jeez, one of my minced meat over here. <laughs> you don't even know what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm just hanging around. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I'm I'm proud of you guys. Awesome. Great job. Well, thanks Great for the run. call, Chris. Appreciate it. And, well, thanks uh, again, Chris. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, lots of you. respect to you as well to to do it in an old Mercedes oh, I'm with proud Mark of too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy is going to regret not having headphones after this. He's going to regret just being in front of the camera. No, the audience is going to regret that. No mustache rides tonight. <laughs> no. All right. Thanks, Chris. I'll talk. Yeah. Officially I'm not syndicated anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, I'm glad we don't have uh, – can't get canceled on, on this show. <laughs> Travis might remove his sponsorship. Uh, never. No. Never. No. Celebrity Machines is a proud sponsor of SwitchCast. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and TV shows like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Office, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our Switch Cars dealer insert plates as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save a whopping 25.39% at checkout. Uh, we are here with Nick 
Wes and Mark, who set the coast-to-coast-to-coast record recently at 65 hours and 28 minutes. If you'd like to ask them questions or give them crap or find out what's wrong with them, you can call in to 216-294-4124, or you can comment in the flow of wherever you're watching live. But before we get back to our guests... I am obligated to update you on a couple things that, uh, I guess, can of worms that I opened a long time ago. The short one first, the 2018 Mint Green GT3 that we've been talking about for a while that had the wide body kit. It wasn't even a kit. They cut the fenders out and welded on flared fenders and then stopped because they didn't get paid. But anyway, um, so that mint green GT three has been traveling around the dealer circuit, not finding a retail home for the last couple of years. And McLaren Charlotte had it last, uh, largest wholesale wholesaler in the country. Give me the VIN bought it and ran it through Mannheim. And we were waiting for it to go through. And it finally went through today. Now, they got a new condition report that went from 2.4 out of 5. That's right, less than 50% condition. This is not baseball. This is, you know, 70% is still failing grade on a car. So they got a new condition report that went from 2.4 to 4.1. I don't know who they paid to get that to happen, but it happened nonetheless. And I was watching the auction live via simulcast, and the auctioneer said to ignore the structural damage announcements as it was from an old body kit, and it's all back to stock now. Yeah, so just ignore the history on the car. It doesn't matter because the car is fixed now. Yeah, uh, well, it wasn't fixed well from all accounts I've heard, and even the photos of the paintwork are, are pretty bad. But anyway... So it was sold for, let's see, McLaren Charlotte paid 170 at auction with a 3.7 out of 5 condition report. Uh, they wholesaled it to give me the VIN for an undisclosed amount, but probably around that 170 number because that was their floor when it was on Mannheim OVE. And uh, sold today for 188000 So, yeah. It's going to show up at another dealer shortly. I won't say who bought it, but you'll all see it soon, and we'll see how long they have it before they have to wholesale it off, too, because nobody else wants a GT3 with a massive story. So needless to say, I didn't buy it. My high bid was 145 which didn't even get me started. So the market is still nuts, and people are ignoring the history on cars. Second, Carvana. Oh, man. Um... So somebody reminded me that I predicted Carvana's downfall this year, that they they would not make it through the year. And thanks to a tip on Instagram, uh, Carvana, well, not they didn't have their license suspended because of a tip, but I found out about it because of a tip. Carvana had their license suspended in Illinois for failing to deliver titles to customers and misusing temporary tags. Over 90 verified complaints led to a police investigation. This has CNC Exotics written all over it, (laughs) but with a publicly traded company this time. CNC Exotics was a smaller dealer, but a big independent dealer that went down in flames uh, a couple years ago. And they were doing the same thing. They were not delivering titles to customers. Uh, the difference there, so this is interesting. My wife actually asked about like why this would happen. 
So with CNC Exotics, they were consigning cars mostly. So they were selling cars that were on consignment, not paying the consigners and delivering the cars, pocketing the cash or using the cash to, you know, to pay other debts. Um, and that's the reason the buyers were not getting their titles. Well, Carvana doesn't consign cars. They only buy cars. So if they're using temporary tags to basically, you know, buy time and not delivering titles to customers, the only explanation I can think of is one, they just suck at their job and they're not handling their administration properly, or they're not paying off cars that they're buying that have existing liens on them. Although in my mind, that would bring up other issues where the sellers would then say, Hey, you're screwing over my credit. You're not paying off my loans because, you know, once 30 days are up from when you buy the car, then, you know, you're going to get in trouble for not paying off the car. Uh, so not exactly sure what's going on there, but this is not a first because they almost got shut down in Florida back in December for doing the exact same thing. Uh, my wife, again, smart cookie she is, uh, upon hearing the news, uh, quipped, good thing they're expanding. <laughs> so uh, here's, here's what's going to happen in my mind, because this is what always happens with companies that grow too big too fast and can't handle it so the owner of Odessa I'm sure there's multiple owners but uh, Odessa the largest sorry the second largest wholesale auction company in the country just got bought out for two billion by Carvana so Odessa is sitting fat and pretty but Carvana borrowed all the money they used to buy them out and it's money I'm not sure they're going to be able to pay back so the owner of Odessa or owners are going to go on vacation for a couple years and then come back and buy Odessa from Carvana for half of that after Carvana files bankruptcy. Carvana as a company will probably have worse credit then than most of their customers. But Carvana won't even be able to get approved for a subprime auto loan. If Carvana was trying to create an automotive nirvana, as their name implies, Illinois is their Kurt Cobain. But um. Now, for those of you criticizing, as I know there will be some Captain Positives out there who think that only nice things should be said about nice people who are trying their best. <sighs> okay. The Bible actually does speak to this. It says in Proverbs, Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, or the Lord will see it and be displeased. Okay. First, Carvana is not my enemy. They are a competitor, and an annoying one at that, as they give out ridiculously high offers on cars that most other dealers can't touch. But often, as we've heard and as I've experienced personally when I tried to sell a car to them, the story changes when people actually go to sell them their car. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, second, I'm not rejoicing at their downfall because they are a competitor or a quote-unquote business enemy. But so many of you believe in karma. I believe in justice, and justice in business says that people who play stupid games win stupid prizes. And if you leverage yourself off of growth and create a non-sustainable business model, you should fail. Period. Business is survival of the fittest. And I'm not gloating in Carvana's impending failure. I'm just calling it as I see it. So if they do fail as a result of their poor business decisions, it will be Carvana karma. Call it Carvanama? Carvanama? Anyway. Okay. 
Back to my guests, because that's why you're all here. That's why they're here. But anyway, we're watching Carvana and see what happens with them. All right. Uh, Wesley, over there. Yes. You're the, you're the second shoe for, for this team. Uh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Did we talk about this? And no, I did not want to go over this. Uh, work in the uh, law enforcement community. You work in the law enforcement community. Okay, you don't have to say where you work or whatever, but uh, how does that like jive? Is is there a juxtaposition here with you working in the law enforcement arena and you going across country and back breaking all sorts of laws? I just say it's a leap of absence, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> all right. Do you write speeding tickets in your job? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> if you do, do you hate yourself when you do it? <laughs> uh, tough crowd here. <laughs> you should be really good at catching speeders because you like you know the tricks of the trade, as they like to say. Exactly. You know what to look for. You know what to see. Yes. All those things like that. Okay. Uh, do you use a laser gun in your no. line of work? No, we do not. You do not? No. Okay. So I can't ask you if you've hit somebody with a laser diffuser and how that plays out. Nope. So. But I do see people talk about it all the time and they just, if they get something like that where it's not coming up, it's just onto the next car. Yeah. That's usually the, the lay of the land on the, the gotcha. laser stuff. Gotcha. All right. Ethan, can you come jiggle my cord? It's not, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean my cord for my headphones. It's, uh, yeah, a lost sound. Anyway, okay. Um, I've ridden with Mark. Oof. <laughs> have you? I have. We went down to Georgia and back. Oh, yeah. You were on your phone the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> also to Philadelphia and the yes. both Porsches. What? Yeah, can can you? It's just like it's it's a loose connection. You got to get it oh, the table. What? No, I got yep. it back. There I got it, it back. Don't touch it. <laughs> Don't touch my cord. Even do anything. (laughs) 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 All right, I've ridden in a car with Mark, so this it's it's amazing because he has a a pretty fast time on the Southern Classic, a pretty stinking fast time in an awful Citroen (laughs) in the Muscoval, two pretty fast times coast to coast to coast. But every time I've ridden with him, he drives like an anti cannonballer. (laughs) In the left lane, left lane. 70 miles an hour on a good day. So does Mark have like an alternate ego that he engages, like a cannonball mode? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Mark, Mark's impressive. So uh, on our way out to New York, I stopped and picked up Mark. And I, I was surprised. He had me drive the first distance because he wanted to feel me out, make sure that I wasn't going to kill I was him. also tired and hungover, too. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that part. I wasn't going to say that part. It was the day after his birthday uh, that I picked him up. But um, so we switched drivers somewhere in Pennsylvania at a gas station, and he drove us pretty much the rest of the way to the hotel that night. And uh, yeah, he's he's good. He's fast. Uh, he's smooth for the most part. Smooth Mark. Smooth Mark. Yeah. Um, Does his driving get worse as his beard grows, like through the course of the drive? I mean, his beard was longer at the end, I guess, technically, if that means anything. But no, he, he's pretty good. He's pretty good for sure. Good. Uh, impressive. All right. All right. You're not going to ask about Wes, right? No. Back okay. to Yeah, good. Back, no, I was going to ask. Wes, back to you. Okay. Does your uh, <clears throat> undisclosed law enforcement credential driver training, has that prepared you at all 
for Cannonball? Well, I would say like growing up, I used to race go-karts, stuff like that. So I was always around vehicles, always around cars, stuff like that. So, I mean, did it help? You have experience. So it doesn't hurt any, you know, just more training. <laughs> sure. What kind of driver training have you gotten in your job? Well, there's like the emergency vehicle training. It's just basic stuff. There's no uh, elaborate, you know, pursuit training or anything like that. There's nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Just gotcha. No, just like, you know, you do like the reverse 180s and, you know, learn yeah. how to drive like wet surfaces, all that stuff. So nothing, right. nothing crazy. It's a basic car control. Yes. All that yep. is applicable to driving on the highway. Exactly. Driving on the highway at speed. Okay. Nick, what kind of uh, driving background do you have? Um, I, I grew up around cars, similar. Uh, I raced for a while, uh, started out racing a Pontiac Fiero, uh, graduated into a C4 uh, ZR1. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did that for a few years then. Um, I actually did that for a few years with my dad. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you did the musket ball with your dad. I right? did. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, it was funny because I had no idea who your dad was or that he was involved at all. But when we were in Connecticut for the musket ball start, I just met him at the bar and he seemed like a cool dude and knew something about what was going on. So I invited him over to <laughs> hang out with us. He was very excited. All about the that. young ones. Oh yeah. He told yeah. me all about how he hung out with you guys all night. I was like, you need to get to bed. <laughs> like, do you realize what we're doing tomorrow? <laughs> no, he was, he was like, he was keeping us all going. <laughs> wow. Can't say I'm shocked. Uh, I was told to ask about Mark's Tinder. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, okay. So, background. We were in Jacksonville, Florida a couple years ago. And Mark uh, got a last-minute flight to go down with us. Mark is incredibly perpetually cheap. <laughs> No. You don't yes. Say. Did he pay for any of the gas on your run? Yeah. Oh, I don't recall. Amazing. I well, okay, he's cheap, but he's incredibly generous. He'll buy anybody a beer. He'll, he'll close out anybody's tab at the bar. But he's, yes. I still owe from Jacksonville this year. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. But he's counting 200 bucks. Okay. Um, anyway, so the first time we went to Jacksonville, he got a flight down, but didn't find one back because he was, gonna try to find a car down there to buy and bring back and we found lots of mediocre cars but nothing that could really make the eddie bauer f-150 was the only truck i could buy to drive back that bull make money crap oh i thought you meant that would make it home we found plenty <laughs> of cars that would probably make it most of the way home and they weren't even sobs um so we're, he was getting desperate at the end. So we came up with this idea that Mark should get on Tinder because he's always swiping whenever we're with him and he should Tinder home and he should like document it. But every girl he met, he'd have to say like, well, can you pick me up here? And he should see, like have to see how far away he could get a girl to pick Let's him up. Let's drive up the coast, baby. All the way. People would watch that on YouTube. I'm sure I would, we I would tune him. in. I would tune like, in. Mark, this is your ticket to become famous. Tinder home. Hashtag, we're ready with the hashtags and everything. I think he would do uh, really well at that, and you have a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, I he would, think, wow, they might follow him. Yeah. Well, let's, home. Oh. <laughs> well, let's get back to the story. On anyway, this. okay. So I, I hear he was doing some things when he was supposed to be sleeping, sleeping slash spotting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. At some point, I don't know how we discovered this, but. I don't know. I guess it's just because we're <laughs> on the way back. I kept getting matches. Right. So I guess the the beginning part, driving out, we forgot, you know, to pay attention to Mark at all. But <laughs> as we're heading back 
East, we hear, oh, I got another match. I got another match. And we're like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm on, I'm on, you know, Bumble. I'm on Tinder. I'm getting matches with all these women. And he's like trying to like text them. And it's like, you're not going to be here much longer. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not much longer at all. He had been. So, yeah, we didn't pay that much attention when he was in the back seat on the way westbound. He had been swiping the whole way westbound. Oh, and then the whole way. them on the way home. Yeah, so then on the way eastbound, he was picking up the matches as the car moved because we went the same route in both directions. Uh, magic. Magical. Yeah, it's, uh. It happens. Oh, man. Didn't one of the females actually like message you and like ask you what you're doing in the area, and you really sort of like gave her half-ass answer because you're already past 100 mile radius? I can't remember. <laughs> All right, I'm not here for a long time. But I'm here for a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe stay on the side of the highway. I'll see you and wave hi. I don't know. Listen, I'm stopping at truck stop 45 <laughs> for seven minutes. Yeah. I just three of them are for you. Mark, when is your birthday? April 12th. Okay, great. Um, I'm well, an Aries. I like long walks on the beach. I'm going to pick a, a different thing. But my family and I have this tradition where we buy each other shirts from Goodwill for Christmas. And my parents, I think my, my parents store. bought me a shirt, which is funny because I've never been on Blunder or Bimble or whatever <laughs> it is. But uh, they no, got me a T-shirt from Goodwill that says, I swipe while I wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a... a a picture <laughs> to go along with it. It's funny you said that because when you called me off being in the bathroom earlier, <laughs> I was watching duck videos and swiping on Tinder. <laughs> Remind me never to touch your phone. Maybe you should make a shirt. You know? No, I'm going to be. I am immune. I'm immune to COVID. So <laughs> I don't know that trip out. Nah, it's not COVID. I'm worried about. With that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bequeath that shirt upon you because I haven't worn it in a long, long time. You don't need to wear it. Uh, what good is a shirt like that if you don't wear it? You can wear it to a fancy party. Mark, that shirt is yours. All the fancy parties you go to. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, Mark swipes while he wipes. And maybe write, like, spray paint on the bottom of it, like, while I wipe and cannonball. <laughs> it's like, I got 5,000 miles. How many, cover ground. how many matches did you get? Okay, in New York City, I probably got over a hundred. I don't just the couple nights we were staying. I don't there. care, like on the actual run. I, I feel probably like got a record about here four hundred some odd matches all across. So Matt, you got four hundred booms. Yes, that's amazing. Were well, any of them at truck stops? Most of them were in Chicago, honestly, and a few in Iowa because there's nothing out there. You should have seen if anyone I'm a ten in truck Iowa. stops and helped fill up your gas tank. Oh, more refuelers. Time. You're not thinking about this right at all. <laughs> Improvise. <laughs> Not thinking about this. Listen up, Linda. You got to meet me at this truck stop. <laughs> Have your card ready. No questions. <laughs> no questions asked. Just show up. All right. I need right. seven minutes and three of them are yours. <laughs> we only took four and a half minutes to fuel our tanks. What are you doing wrong? <laughs> we had extra time, right? We, we took advantage of our stops. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's go to some questions here. Uh, people want to know about the actual run. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a joke. Not about Mark's love life. <laughs> uh, man, uh, Henry Collins asked a tough question. How many legitimate cannonball runs occur annually? Zero. They're all illegitimate. Uh, more pre-COVID because I think the data would be inflated. No, I don't know. How, 
I don't know how many how many people do you think run in half a dozen a year? I mean that finish. Yeah, sure. maybe. Yeah. I think there's probably double now than that we're running. I, I don't want to take credit for it, but after 2019, there was a lot more attempts mm-hmm. in the last couple of years than there have been in yeah. in the years prior. So it's definitely right now. Come, I can only think of two. No, three right now from this year so far. Maybe four. Yeah, Maybe. that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It and is. there's more planned. Yeah. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like there's always a lot planned. But do you, if, whether you go out or do it or not, it's one thing. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in the community, but until it's time to show up, right? It's right. Yeah. Uh, Bike King 19 said, tonight's story, what's more reliable, Spectrum or Sobs? Uh, hands down, Sob. <laughs> That's my first time driving one. It was actually pretty reliable and it was actually, it impressed me. So I'm happy with it, except well, for that mirror. We were also driving a GM Sob too, so. Mm. Do you think <laughs> Sobs are better pre or post GM? This is your question. Oh, <laughs> all the all the sob forum people just tuned in. My sob is best sob. <laughs> um, so the nine five that we had is it's kind of a mix, right? It's one of those last ones that really still had some sob influence in it, but still had some GM in it too. Uh, I think if you're looking for that experience, it's the pre GM cars for sure. When it comes to reliability. Uh, it's kind of a toss up, you know, the, the older ones always really held up well, but now it's harder to find parts and stuff for some of the really old ones. So it, it'll be tough to say in the long run, but they're good cars in general. I think Saab also had some influence on Carvana, at least in the bankruptcy aspect. <laughs> you think um, Spiker's going to buy them now? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, um, that won't get off the ground. Get it? Uh, Airplane yeah, joke because yeah, Spiker yeah, and Saab both. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, speaking of reliability, right? So you guys had an issue with your transmission control module or something like that, and you stopped and restarted. So on our 2725 run, we had an issue that we didn't know what it was, but the car was bucking and check engine light was flashing and we stopped and we restarted and just kept going. But it was always kind of on edge after that because we're like, well, what if we break down? What if we break down? And, and, you know, breaking down when you're en route to setting a record is just the most emotionally devastating thing possible in cannonball. Um, so how did that, you guys, your run was twice as long. So I have to imagine the suspense and the anticipation. I mean, the last, hour how do you deal with that you're driving a sob for which there are no parts available and are <laughs> stereotypically unreliable does that play into your emotions at all when you're coming through pennsylvania on your way back going we're going to do this we're going to do this <laughs> what if we break down half an hour from the finish well we had it actually going out to california that transmission issue came up because i remember <laughs> I was just the lucky one that got every single light that popped up on the dash, check engine lights, transmission. I don't know what it was. I Maybe I shouldn't have drove the car. <laughs> but I remember the transmission or this light coming on. And I'm like, I have no idea what just came on. Check engine light and this other light. So I relate to Nick. And I'm like, hey, this is what it is. He's like, what color is it? I'm like, well, it's amber. He's like, all right, well, at least it's not red. We don't have big problems. And I'm like, oh, great, cool. So our fuel stop was coming up. I hit the exit. 
get to the stop sign. I give it gas. RPMs just jump up and we are just crawling out of the stop sign. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, we're not even like a quarter of the way through this trip and we're going to run into this problem. Pull into the gas station, shut it off. And I quietly go over to Nick and was like, hey, I'm like, I think we're done. I, I don't think we're going to ever fix this problem. And apparently Mark did the same thing to Nick <laughs> when I went inside. So we all vented to Nick <laughs> about our problems, but we were just not talking to each other about it. <laughs> and I basically said the we're going to keep going until the car leaves on a flatbed. We let so. it cool down for a significant we time, did. though. That was our longest fuel stop. Yeah, that one took a lot longer. I we think that was longer than every full fuel stop combined besides it, it that It could one. have been, yeah. We were pulled over for a while. We popped the hood, let it cool down. And uh, so, like your question, what do we do differently? Um, that was in Iowa. It was coming off of a very stressful couple of stretches. Uh, we had really been hammering on the car. Mm-hmm. A lot of just, I don't know, when you were driving, just mashing the throttle and getting into when it. When Arnie was leading us. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy right there. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the way, we more kind of just rolled into the power uh, to be a little easier on the transmission. It would downshift maybe one gear instead of two. Uh, we'd try to drive it that way. So the rest of the drive, it actually it held up pretty well as far as that stuff goes. We had another check engine light issue. We'll that. that was user error. Um, but otherwise, I mean, the, the car ran great. The transmission light went off. On the way Some, back, though. Sometime on the way east, uh, we, we shut the car off for a fuel stop, turned it back on, and light was off. So by the time we hit PA on the way eastbound, I think we were just like, just get this done. We didn't even care. We just yeah. rolled into it. Yeah. Would you have pushed the car to the finish if you were 20 minutes out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to pay a service to push us into the, you know, the stop. I've got a tow truck and say, hey, listen, don't put us in the flatbed. Just push us all the way to the end. I don't care how we <laughs> get there. Wheels on the ground. Like, just show just show up. <laughs> Chain to the Dave's Explorer. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Eric Schlong asked... <laughs> Were, I'm just reading it as it's given to me. Were there any sob specific quirks and features that helped you make the run? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one thing that we did specifically to this car in Europe, it came with uh, rear uh, auto leveling suspension for the wagons. Uh, so I had talked to a European distributor and gotten those uh, rear suspension components shipped in and put in on the sedan. So that helped adjust for the, uh, fuel cell weight so as the fuel cell would empty and we lost that weight it kept the car level so that was a, a cool sob that's thing. pretty cool yeah between that and the ventilated seats i think those were probably the best yeah the seats were yeah. awesome best sob features for sure yeah kept your butt crack cool heck yeah that's important now when your back I'm starts hurting 65 hours yeah, it did not smell bad in there i was actually shocked <laughs> what? It, yeah it could did have you been have covid no no i swear mark had covid <laughs> to the point when he blew his nose and i know it's littering but he threw a tissue out the rear it's window degradable. and it caught on to the police antenna and now we have this flag just cruising down the interstate and it's just I'm like is this really happening right it now? was there for a long time too yeah. yeah and not to mention when you know talking about smells and we wanted to you know freshen up the car <laughs> nick decided to spray this tea true oil stuff in his sneakers to help freshen up his feet well apparently mark's nose did not like it and like a child <laughs> just sneezes and it just this gigantic snot just came out of his nose and he's just hanging there and it's like i need an adult he's turning around looking at us trying to help, help. him while he's help driving <laughs> like what are we supposed to do? i'm in the back almost throwing up because this thing's hanging there and he's behind the wheel trying to get us to the end 
Well, you had those noise-canceling headphones in, so you're just looking at me like, what's going on here? Because I just see the movement, and then I see this thing fly out, and then just panic (laughs) in the car. (laughs) Because I sneezed, and my eyes are also watering at the same time as I'm driving. (laughs) Tim Tim LaFleur asked an inside sob joke question. Is it at least turboprop? Oh, haha. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, Brett Stevens asked, was the night panel utilized during the run? It was not. Um, what is it the night panel? So Saab, because Saab is born from jets, uh, it has this really cool jet-inspired feature where you hit the button called night panel, and it shuts off all non-essential gauges on the dash. Uh, so all the lights go off, easier to drive. Um we had some issues with dimming some of the interior lights on the drive. So in hindsight, that would have been a great button to use. Um, but we, we did not. On the and with so much other stuff we're running too. Right. Exactly. You have all these. Do you other... have a night panel for Mark too to like turn his voice down? <laughs> no. We, we needed that smooth Mark voice. Keep wow. us, keep us motivated. There's a point, there's a picture in the back with him covered up in a blanket. So I guess that was his button that we pressed at that <laughs> point. He was all <laughs> cuddled up. <laughs> It's the only way I could sleep. <laughs> oh my goodness! <clears throat> uh, Eric Armstrong said, "Started late, but Doug, I can't wait till Friday to listen." I read that wrong and said, "Started late, but I can't stand to listen to Doug." So, <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, Tim Lafleur, how bad was the gas bill? I was supposed to go over Easter break, but everything changed with the fuel prices. Tim, I don't know who you are. I'm going to give you some crap here. Thank you for watching, but I, I feel like that's a lame cannonball excuse. That's We hear that all the time. I was going to go for cannonball, but, man, I didn't have a car. Or, yeah, I didn't wake yeah. up that morning or something. I, I mean, it, fuel prices suck, but if you're going to go for a cannonball, that's ultimately the least of your worries. It is an expensive endeavor, even on the cheap. Um, so, But you think about that with, like, when we went, well, like COVID, the raising gas prices might keep people off the road. So using that to our advantage, I mean, honestly, I get to the gas pump, just swipe my card and just hope for the best. <laughs> like, hopefully it goes through and all right, we got, we got our next stop. Like, I don't even know how much I spent or what it was. It was just, hey, we know what we got to do here. We accepted this going into it. So it's sort of one of those things that that's like one of your least worries. I, it's a it's a factor in the run. But for us, it was more of mechanically sound and making it to the start and finish. Yeah. Uh, do you, did you see a reduction in traffic? Do you think? Um, well, that's probably uh, debatable amongst all of us. Well, out west is always desolate. So once you get yeah. past Chicago, it felt the same as during COVID. Yeah. So we picked Easter weekend in part because it was a holiday weekend with the idea that it's a holiday. So not as many people are going to be out doing like work and those sorts of things. But it's not a big holiday like Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving. traveling. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think it worked out. Well, it's one of those things like how a lot of people from Vegas are from, live in LA or vice versa. So you have people going between there. And then Chicago is such a big hub that tons of people are going to Chicago at the same time. You're just salty because you got hung up in Chicago on the way west. <laughs> I made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> but then also on like this trip too, as you got to think about it, it's not just one way. So like most of the trips you'll plan like, okay, it's going to be bad here at this time and we can avoid that by going this start time. Well, for us, it's like either you caught it on the front end or you caught it on the back end. So regardless of when you plan like these long trips, it's you'll get it now or later. It's just when do you want to do it? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
Yeah, certainly harder to plan a long trip like that. So, um, all right, we're going to have a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by Nuts for Sticks. Even though we're interviewing somebody with an automatic sob today, we are Nuts for Sticks here at Switchcast. That's right. We like, uh, cars that you can shift yourself. And Nuts for Sticks has a great merchandise line with, uh, funny and fun t-shirts that are usually stick oriented. Again, if you're looking for a good Father's Day gift, you can uh, go on there. And uh, if he's been faithfully tr- faithful to your mom but not to the cars in the garage, you can get him this Keep Your Woman But Switch Cars t-shirt. And uh, we've also got a couple others. Uh, everybody else is wearing VinWiki Cannonball shirts, but you, know, you can go there too. But anyway, if you go to NutsForSticks.com and enter discount code SWITCHCAST, you can save 10% on your sweet swag. All right, we got more questions from users. We're back with Wes, Nick, and Mark. Smooth Mark. Baby face Mark. Baby face Mark. Yeah, straight after shaving. And uh, Mark, you were considering actually shaving during the podcast? Well, that was a joke. That'd be almost impossible, but that would be pretty maybe cool. next time. Next time. That would be pretty cool. Um, Isimiri asked. After runs, there was always reflection of what you could change or do better. Apart from things out of your control and Spence's Tinder shenanigans, <laughs> what and where do you think you could have improved? Well, I want to say, like, as far as, like, law enforcement goes in certain states, we've had, had run-ins and issues where we couldn't really pan out where the problem was coming from or how it was going, so that, that hurt our times. And honestly, at the end of it, you're always like, I could do better. And, you know, there could be one fuel stop, especially the transmission issue. You know, if that wasn't there, that could have been shorter. There's just uh, small little pieces that all add up, I think. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, so when I planned out our driving schedule for the run, um, the turnaround time in L.A., I scheduled for two and a half minutes. And we had a team meet us out in L.A. at Portofino to help us refuel they gave us new snacks they had an extra spare tire all that um they did all the work so we got there we didn't really have to do anything and we still took 11 minutes Mm. at the turn um so if there was a way that we could shorten that up a bit why do you think that is we got out of the car after driving 2,800 miles. We were a little tired. <laughs> it's like, that's the end. <laughs> You're like, oh, no way. I got to do it again. Yeah. So when you do a normal cannonball, and anybody who's ever done one like that, you get out at Portofino, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, that was insane. I can't believe I did that. And you're turning around looking at the car. You're like, yeah, there's no way I'm ever getting back in that. And then we had ra- we had race jugs there. Right. Aaron met us with race jugs. And putting a race jug into the fuel cell of that thing was horrible yeah i know i ran to the bathroom and as i came back i'm just watching the struggle fest with the factory like the car's filler neck and jugs being juggled around i'm like what's going on i'm like i'm just gonna stand out of the way and just watch the magic happen and then like you know i really didn't rush out of you know the portofino or i was just like oh okay we're going back and i'm sitting at the traffic light we're like taking selfies and i'm like man if, looking back now we, we definitely have more time that we can take well, we also hit every light leaving la too yeah yeah. Yeah, we we talk about the what ifs all the time. Um Mark talked about them the the guys who beat your record <laughs> talked about it. Um but I feel like the, for every what if there's there's an alternate what if, mm-hmm. right? So for every thing that cost you time, there's something that didn't cost cost you time that could have. And 
the what ifs on a run that long are just part of the game. There is no perfect run, especially on an out and back. Like you just almost have to budget for mm-hmm. two hours of crap. And that is what it is because if it's not those things, it's something else. And you could do the mm-hmm. run a hundred times and every time it would be something different, but there would always be something because there's so many different variables. Yeah. Just like snow in Colorado that slowed us down to like 40 miles an hour. I'm so mad about that. The wildfire that was happening or some, I don't know that uh, happened. Dan ran overhead for us. Yeah. Dan Doucette, who knows everything. Thank you, Dan. And as we're coming through Utah, he said there's a wildfire on Glenwood Pass and with a 132 mile reroute. So I got behind the wheel and gave the car all she had through that part of Utah. I don't even know what national park that is. And I, I, I got, I think I did probably a hundred miles doing all she had. You were in the zone, Mark. <laughs> so, so it's, it's time to switch drivers. And yeah, we're in Utah or whatever. Mark gets out of the car, gets in front of the car and starts touching the pavement <laughs> to gauge like, what is the temperature? What is the moisture? I thought it was rated? wet because the way the road, yeah. I thought it, cause we just had wet roads. Yep. He turned into a machine. Yeah. He, <laughs> And he's kind of like, he's got the wheel and he's slightly hunched into it. And he's just <laughs> going at it. It was, it was I wore intense. myself out doing that, that stretch and I fell asleep and Wes got back behind the wheel and I wake up to a plow truck hitting us. Not hitting like, well, us. Well, the snow from the plow yes. truck and I'm like, <laughs> like, I wake up you and be I'm like, how you phrase that. It's whatever. <laughs> like from the dead, just popped up and he's Mark just like, does not often consider his phrasing. <sighs> no. But yeah, we, we spent a good amount of time at like 40 miles an hour. Yeah, so like everything I made up in that stretch to make up for that 100 was all gone because of that snow in yeah. the mountains. But like Wes was saying, I mean, you, you have those down times and you have up times. So there was a mm-hmm. an undisclosed location not far after that that we were going, what, 140, yeah. 150 for hours. Like, how are you going to make up a huge wildfire next to the freeway that closed everything? Yeah. They're just massive snow after they after it's done. Yeah. Mm. There's always a there's always moments like that. It's you can't you can't guess anything. Yeah, yeah. Bennett Wilson asks, "What are your impressions of the speed IR system? Did you did yours have the AI spotting?" I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, Does think, that make me a bad cannonballer? <laughs> well, no, it's just a different uh, thermal camera, and I believe what he's talking about is. So if there's like a person or a car, it puts a box around the vehicle or the you know animal on the side of the road and it would be like a traffic light red's really close green's obviously far away um it was good at certain points like i know there was a spot we had fog we flipped it on so we can see through the fog a little better but with our dimming problems that thing was like the sun so at night like i at one point i took my sweatshirt and just covered up the screen because it was so bright that i was like i'm just being flooded where i couldn't see around it i had no clue it did that i saw it once and thought i made it up (laughs) and i never saw it work like that again (laughs) Um, Learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ace asked. I thought Ace was you. Anyway, um, in April of That's last year, you, Nick, put down a 3207 C2C time. Other than the co-drivers, did anything change equipment-wise? And when you did the 3207 run, was the coast-to-coast-to-coast in your mind and using that that original run as a test run, or did it just come up randomly later? So, um, second question first, uh, the coast to coast to coast was not in my mind as far as like, I'm absolutely going to do this. Um, the first run last year, April was, it was a great time. Um, the entire time it was like, this is going to kind of be a test run. We'll see how it goes. If it goes great, then great. Uh, if I feel like I want to do it again, then I'll do it again. Um, and then after I'd done it, 
that's really when I started thinking, let's try coast to coast to coast. Um, so it wasn't necessarily on my mind, but another run was. Yeah. Um, as far as the car, the car definitely got a lot of upgrades between the two runs. Um, I worked with a company in Sarasota, Florida called Snailworks. Uh, he's a big Saab guy, exclusively Saab. Um, let's see. What do we all do? It's a huge market. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He, he is, he is slammed with Saab stuff though. It's crazy. Um, we did a turbo, uh, cams, exhaust, uh, custom intercooler, radiator, uh, custom tune for it, upgraded the fuel system, quite a bit of work on the car. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it's speaking of coast to coast to coast. So last week we discussed briefly this boob on TikTok who, uh, delineated <laughs> the, the, that's even too fancy of a word for what he did. He, he commented on the cannonball records over time. The Reddit. Yeah. Got yeah. it all yeah. wrong. And yeah. well, yeah. Anyway, one of the commenters in there, was convinced i mean the, the takeaway from all the comments is that nobody has any idea who actually holds a cannonball record or what the time is i could go say i did it in 17 hours in a ford pickup truck and people would be like yep cool didn't somebody do it in 14 like it just nobody knows anything but one of the comments said they got it half of it right. They said that some guys did the coast to coast to coast record in a sob in 32 hours and seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> After commenting that the previous coast to coast record was like 25 hours. And I'm like, do you not get math? Yeah, people don't understand the concept of time and how long it takes to get get there. An average speed. Like, everybody hears, like, this low number. It's like, all right, go ahead and try to do it. <laughs> yeah. All 50 people that actually care about this are watching right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and six just like my beard page. Uh, Colin McKinney asked, how did the strategy differ from a traditional one-way run coast to coast? How much faster do you think you would have gone on the westerly leg if it were only one-way run? I like that question because – so you did 32.07 on your first run coast to coast and you did 32.01 on the westerly leg. And I usually tell people and probably told you when you're doing it out and back, like it's – it's a marathon. Like it's I'm, about pace, yeah, yeah. not about crazy outright speed. You can't expect to average 90 plus miles an hour because you're going for the overall. But you said, screw you, Doug. You're an idiot. I'm going for broke. I was nice broke. that. But yes, you did text <laughs> You just that. didn't say anything. Yeah. You just went for broke and you actually beat your one-way time on your out and back. Yeah. So we, we did admittedly run into a few different things that cost us some time on the way westbound. Um, but – yeah, the the route out was was quicker in the end. Um, I think part of that had to do with the car, part of that had to do with the route and all that. Um, as far as the eastbound route, that one, I, don't, I haven't talked to these guys about it, that one felt faster mm-hmm. just in general. Most of that run felt faster. There was the issue with the snow that held us up. Um, but otherwise, it really felt like a after the run. snow, it kind of rejuvenated us because we were like, we got to make up time. Exactly, because yeah. that was horrible, absolutely horrible. We had that other snow in Iowa too. That's uh, a little bit. Uh, no, I, I, I vaguely remember. It. Yeah. Do you think fatigue was a big factor on your way back? I would say absolutely. Because that, I mean, every the, the way you know somebody's tired is it's like, oh, you're going the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Like a, a, a story I can tell you was. Look in the rearview mirror. It looked to me like a tractor trailer was closing in behind me, but it was two vehicles, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 miles behind me that just happened to line up right. And the way they moved, it almost looked like they were going to rear end me. And I was, I jump up a little bit. Mark's like, everything all right? 
I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I thought a tractor trailer was going to rear-end me just because of an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. So, did you actually change your strategy from one to the next, or did you just say, "I'm going to take what I know and we're just going to double it"? Um, so, there was some change in strategy. So, when you do uh, New York to LA run, you try to get some rest if you can, but really, oftentimes, a lot of guys just stay awake for most of it. Right? You really don't get a lot of rest. Yeah. With this one on the drive plan, I had marked out. Um, three legs each direction that were designated sleep times so no matter what else was going on the guy in the back was sleeping you did not bother them at all um, and that was supposed to help keep us refreshed we still i don't know we still had to change it up a bit yeah there was a few times where some of those i get tired easy but whatever where because i prefer to drive at different times and stuff like that and it's just it's we would just drive longer than normal i think my iowa leg was longer than normal and then we'd yeah. swap, and then some of our t- drive times are shorter than others and stuff, and it's just just to make it safer for us. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. definitely tried to play it by ear, for sure. Um, so, yeah, there, there was that. And then on the drive plan, even when I when I mapped it out, I added between 5 to 10 minutes per segment on the eastern bound uh, route. Because sure. I, I figured we'd be slower. Yeah, yeah, and you were. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're slower than very fast on the way out. But um, Chef Brett Stevens asked a question for Mark. He said, what do roses in the trunk of a Cadillac smell like? That's what he said the car smelled like. Roses in the trunk? He asked what it smelled like. If it smelled like roses. And you said it smelled like dead roses that were decaying in a trunk. Mark is a this, funny but guy, yes. but he has a terrible memory. So, yeah, we, somebody, <laughs> multiple people asked, what did the car smell like after 65 hours with three dudes? And Mark answered, like roses in the trunk of a Cadillac. <laughs> and I said something effective, maybe like, you know, a mobster's Cadillac. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah. An 05 DTS in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, Cannonball GMC, Steve Brown asked, most runs leave on Saturday to benefit from Sunday traffic. You ran over Saturday and Sunday. Did you see a difference in traffic between the two days? Oh, definitely on Sunday. Sunday's where all the traffic comes in, but Saturday's more of a travel day, so you can be with your families. So so I feel like you didn't answer the question. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> okay. So, again, we, we did it on a holiday weekend with the idea that we wouldn't see much traffic. Friday, um, so we left early Friday morning. Friday, late morning, early afternoon around Chicago was rough, for sure. That was terrible. Um, getting in and out of L.A. was not ideal. Uh, but otherwise, Sunday was pretty out was quiet. worse than in. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And that was late Saturday mm-hmm. morning. It took us a few minutes to get out of like when we left New York, it took us only a few minutes to get out. Um, yeah, five, six minutes took us to get out of the city. Um, but then we thought about it too, is that like, okay, we're going to have to come back. Do we want to come in Monday morning or, you know, Monday when people are trying to leave for work or come in? So we're trying to play it all out. So we were hoping that like, okay, Sunday, it's going to be a little bit quieter. So we had to factor in the end time too. So. Yeah. And then in the Lincoln Tunnel, exactly, we were there exactly nine minutes stuck in there. So. Yeah. SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers in more than 200 countries. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people part of the experience. 
If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy, flexible live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy, we are broadcasting this show live with our phone. Head over to switchcars.com slash BoxCast for your free trial. Gonzo Prius S, northern or southern route? Northern, uh, both ways. We actually talked about taking the southern route coming back. And when we started talking about that wildfire, I'm sitting in the backseat, arms crossed, like pouting like a little kid. And I was like, man, we should have definitely went southern route because now we're going to get stuck and do the stupid detour. And I'm going to be pissed because it's just a waste of time. Yeah, I had a negative moment in the backseat. I just hate that we went through Rocky Mountains at night both times. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful You guys, it's, it's an awesome area to see. You didn't see anything. Yeah, the whole time Mark's like, you gotta see this in the daytime. It's beautiful here. We're like, we're not really here to sightsee, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we had talked about like, do we do Mark southern? Says that to women too. <laughs> yeah, but everybody says the northern route is faster, so that's the one we went with. Yeah. It has been recently. I think the southern route can be faster. Um, but construction and other things has made it not as fast. I, I mean, there's a lot of things. It d- depends on your drive plan. But The armadillos at night yeah. through Texas. <clears throat> 250 Dave 3. How much do you think the value of Saab will go up now that the reliability is proven? <laughs> what goes up must come down, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um Turbo X prices. Yeah, right. Um, what happened? Uh, what happened in Death Valley? What happened during your, during your bathroom stop? Wow. Well, you got a lot of West talking about this. There's a real, real build up to that. Yeah. Okay, so everybody asks about going to the bathroom. How do you go to the bathroom on the cannonball? So Arnie and I stop at, at we do it during our gas stops. Some guys drill a hole in the floor and piss through that with a, you know, condom catheter some guys have you know large mouth bottles you guys decide to get off at exits and pee in the woods during driver swap yeah how did, so that, our, how did that work out for you part of our long-term drive plan knowing that we had to go there and back was don't tire people out so we filled up every 600 miles we stopped every 300 so every 300 miles we would switch drivers so we would fill up with gas then we'd go 300 switch drivers 300 more fill up with gas and switch drivers uh, so every other stop was pulling off on a on a ramp to use that area for the restroom. All right, so this is a little change in <laughs> Here's pace. The but, so you know, it's a serious thing that we're going to talk about. But uh, a part of the event, you know, go to run into the woods, stuff like that, and go to the bathroom. And as I was approaching the wood line, was that I, Baker? Well, yeah, just yeah. we pr- approached the area and. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go behind these bushes. Well, uh, we found a guy that committed suicide. So now in our runs, that's something obviously nobody ever wants to see, even run-related or not. Um, so we come across this. Now we got to do our thing to report this, make sure we pass it up and everything like that. We call it in. It took us a few minutes. Once everything got uh, panned out, fire department was able to find out where we were and all that stuff. Recovered him, and then we got on our way. So that slowed us down a little bit. Uh, and, you know, you can imagine, you know, coming across something like that. It took us a few minutes to get all our thoughts together. You know, I was the only one that saw that, and I made sure nobody else would see that because nobody should have to, to deal with that or anything. Um, but, you know, it's a serious thing, and we made sure we did the right things, do what we had to do, report it in, 
everybody, you know, they said we did what we need to do. You guys can, you know, move along. And, you know, that hurt our time a little bit because we had to gather our thoughts because that's the last thing that any one of us thinks that we're going to see on a, a cannonball run. Yeah. You know, it's a sad thing. It's. Yeah, it's not something you see out in the wild. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it happens to people and we all know people that, that that's happened to, but it's not something you expect to encounter, you know, with your pants down. No and the pun sad part about it too is, I believe, wasn't it? They he they said he'd been there about a week. Yeah, I don't. And, and you could see him from the road. Yeah, you can see him if from you the knew road. What to look for. And like when I got back in the vehicle, like I looked back and I was like, oh, I could see him, but I'm not going to sit there and point it out to the guy stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just wanted to make sure that you know I was the only one that see it that came across it, handled it professionally, and you know got on the way. At least you know I was the one that came across that rather than you know a family or anything like that that would traumatize anybody. So. Other than that, it's just it's a sad thing. Nobody should have to see that. So, yeah. I, um, this is not a slight on Mark, but I, you know, Mark has certainly had his uh, share of traumatizing experiences on cannonballs because on the diesel run, he got to see the E sixty three being smashed by a semi through my binoculars. Run, yep, and then. Than this on this run. I mean, you didn't see it, but you were part of the experience. Maybe I'm a curse. Yeah. I just remember when Arnie was watching us, he made sure that vehicle was way off the road. And I'm like, oh, look at this. He's not even close to the, the roadway this time. He's buried on the exit. And of course, that was our fuel stop. So we didn't do anything impressive driving by him. Yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, Mark, did you adopt any dogs this time? No. On the run? No. Sadly, right. no. And that, there was talks about that, and I was like, "Please don't come across the dog for him to take home." That's the last thing. Like, three dudes in the car is enough. Because we passed that gas station too. That, that I got him. The guy, yep. uh, whatever the dog's name is now, I forgot what it is. Um, lives up in New York, but um, like that Baker area, that whole area is where this was. Like that. But like, yeah, he's like Baker's a truck stop and like ten thousand abandoned buildings. It seems. Yeah. So, um, Utah. We've always found to be really awesome state to speed in, <laughs> despite the curves and the undulations. Um, easy to spot cops, and I don't know, that, just no big deal. And uh, up till recently, they've had fairly lax speeding laws for high speed offenders. They recently passed a law that um, I don't know if it was over a hundred or over like twenty over. Uh, it they have the option of giving you a reckless driving charge. Yep. So Utah's cracking down on high-speed offenders. What was your guys' experience with Utah? Yeah, that that was a nightmare. Like, that was the last <laughs> spot that I was expecting any of that to happen. We're cruising through, and we get an alert on our scanner system, and then we hear the message go out for a very large speed and at the mile marker that we're at. And <laughs> Mark just looks at me. He's like, that's you. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> but when we crest the hill, I just saw like lights reflect off of a speed sign, and they pulled over another silver, silver vehicle. It wasn't another us. Silver passenger car. Yes, because <laughs> it's a sob. Not a lot of people know what they look like, so that that worked to our benefit. You know, this dinosaur passing people. <laughs> and He's then going to a chess game. Same thing. Get back up. The- <laughs> But we get back up to speed, and the same thing would happen again in Utah. It was every time you'd get back up to speed, feeling comfortable, like okay, I'm out of it. There was no alerts on ways. There was no aircraft, no warnings, 
just they must have been in the mountains, <laughs> just or the plateaus sure. or whatever's around them, and just and probably using Vascar, right? Yep. So they're timing, so there's no yeah. way to detect. There's it. no warning Nothing. whatsoever, and they also had that Jeep event going on, so mm-hmm. that also increased in in uh, patrol. Right. Yeah, those Jeeps are known for driving above the speed limit. <laughs> the tires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil Neil. Neil Shagstrom, 24, said, This sounds like a sob story. <laughs> Where's your drum set? <laughs> yeah, that, that joke has been made. Actually, I, I made a lot of jokes when you guys were coming back. I was trying to think about a name for like your team or your run. We still don't have a name yet. Well, here's some options. Please, make comments with uh, names yeah, you think we should be called. Right, right. Or, I don't or vote for those. one of these. Yeah. He was texting yeah. The, the in and out and back. Because you California yeah. in and out, yeah. yeah. Uh, blue balls to red ball. <laughs> sob, the sob love triangle. Don't sob over broke. Start that over. Don't sob over broken records. <laughs> wow, that hurts a little bit. Co-starring Chris Clemens. Well, now co-starring uh, you guys. Yes. Seven days later. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. hold on. Um, so exactly. Over. This is. This is a, not a surprise to some people, but exactly after you guys broke your record, sorry, exactly a week after you guys did it in 65 hours and 28 minutes, Grady Leno and Bennett Wilson, who are known for doing the shortest time to touch all 48 states with another co-driver, they used Chris Ruttman this time. They beat your time exactly one week later by a mere nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Talk about what ifs. You guys both had your share of what ifs. Uh, indicating that we're probably, nine minutes indicates that we're probably getting reasonably close to the floor of what's possible on this run. Um, in unrelated news, they were looking to come on the podcast exactly a week after you guys. <laughs> and I think our interview will be exactly nine minutes shorter as well. Uh, yeah, so don't sob over broken records. It would be a great team name for you guys. Um, and we were talking too about like people that might possibly do it and they they were brought up multiple times because they're a great group of dudes and they actually talked about it too at the musket ball about using a minivan i'm just happy they did it in a mercedes a mercedes holds another record i don't know maybe i felt it coming and you can ask these guys but i was in the backseat of the car we're going to get my vehicle at a parking ride that i left just in case we broke down i could fly back and get my truck (laughs) just in case you never have and, contingency plans it, for Cannonball. Come and I'm on. in the backseat of the car, and I'm like, you know what? This is going to be short-lived. I'm like, I can guarantee it's going to be, you know, before you know it's going to be over. It's not going to be our record anymore. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I'm like, why would anyone ever yeah. want to do this? Well, because I knew, like, I their name. be safe. Like, they were in the ring for it, so I was like, all right. I'm, I'm like, watch. We went. They're going to go for it. And that Monday, we were talked about going to Bennett's shop. Yeah, sorry. which was right there. I think it's like Windmill Industries or something. And if we went there, the the car was actually there, and he was going to say we had actually just planned to do this next weekend. So, but like with that time, like we had it where like yeah, knowing that we lowered the time, we felt confident when we were driving back that we're like okay, this is the record time. We're there, so don't wreck or do anything stupid to compromise the buffer that we have so we're like okay we'll get in we took a few hours off and that should be good so they had another time to shoot for so they just took advantage of like okay now this is the new number and we're getting for that yeah so. that's gonna be re- really hard though i mean i brought this up earlier about just how long the race is 
on a regular cannonball and you could get right down to the last minute like the Boston mm-hmm. guys did. They were way ahead of our record time and the highway was shut down. Like they were probably counting their record already. But to go out and back, like just all the variables and for it to come down to like literally the last push into New York mm-hmm. to not know if you're going to beat the record. Like, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't go out, you know, across and back period anyway, but I definitely couldn't and not break a record. I'd just be like, screw this. this the, no friggin' way. We're all lunatics like, to do this. The only way I would do it is if I broke a record <laughs> and I st- you still couldn't convince me to do it just to do it and. No, this whole group it. is just full of a bunch of lunatics, and it's that's what brings us all together. Well, yeah, it, and it's it's a partnership, you know, it's a fraternity mm-hmm. of lunatics. So, like when when Grady and and Bennett and Christopher uh, beat that time, like we found out about, it. we knew about it that day, and I actually messaged Grady. I was like, it doesn't count unless you let me call you and tell you congratulations. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're we're in a group chat, the six of us, and uh, we get along famously at this point um i was coming back from the backyard 400 yeah, yeah. like and I, I read the text in the truck i'm like what yeah <laughs> so it, it, yeah it sucks um but i think we're cool about it you know we're, we're excited for yeah. them that they did it just like chris said he was excited for us yeah well and it gave you guys a new record as well you now have the the shortest <laughs> record ever yeah one week record holders. All right, feels good. M- more more possible names uh, for your for your team or your run. Grant us clemency because you beat Chris Clemens time. Uh, hang time. It was also my time too. Oh, <laughs> uh, expensive records. <laughs> Viganus constipation. Pissing in a bottle. <laughs> Featuring the police, in case you couldn't get my parody there. Coast to coast and nobody cares. Red Ball Delight. Team Boomerang. Uh, Cannon. Oh, oh, I went down a thread of Boomerang looking for the right one. Cannon Boomerang. And I said, okay, Boomerang. Get it like, okay, Boomer. Yeah. Uh, we have irrefutable evidence that Saab was reliable. <laughs> Family vouchers featuring mom. <laughs> Don't need no stinking asterisk to the tune of I shot the sheriff. It's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We broke the record and I don't need no stinking asterisk. Smelly faces going places. Hanging by a moment here with you. Hanging by a moment while I poo. Just hanging by a moment. Okay. Any any winners yet? You're almost there. Almost there. <laughs> Three I, guys I, in a used car. I th- I think don't sob over broken records yeah. is the best one. I mean, because because yeah, it it wasn't at the time, but it totally is now. So I I think that's your teammate. Chris has a nomination. It's not it's a record not a anymore. Record. <laughs> 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 okay, the entire time I was in that car from leaving Red Bull, my nose is just draining. I was allergic to something in that stupid car. Listen, I don't know what it is, but his his DNA is all over that dash. Like I get behind the wheel, I don't know what to touch because there's specks, of just nastiness everywhere, and I'm like, oh, I don't have hand sanitizer on me right now. I'm like, oh come is, on, it wasn't that. Like bad. we. 
We bonded. The mob wants your sob for a job because Mark's DNA is all over it. Well, it's littered all across the country now because Mark would constantly blowing his nose. Oh, I thought it was because of his Tinder activities. Specifically, I'm referring to the tissues that were there's, for his nose. There's going to be like a dead hooker found somewhere in Illinois with my snot rag next to it. And I'm going to get somehow blamed for it. On the next cannonball. We're pissing. Devin has a nomination. Swiping and snobbing. Swiping and sobbins. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody wants souvenirs, they can find them along the road in the form of Mark Spence's <laughs> tissues. You find them, he'll autograph them for you. Right? There's uh, one out of maybe, I don't know, a box of Kleenex is what, 100? So you guys can get lucky. Not only you'll find the exhaust tip somewhere in Pennsylvania that we lost, there's also a box of tissues spread out there and back. Oh, what's that sound? Oh, it's gone now. Yeah, we are, we are cruising, and we hear a metal-on-metal metal sound, and he's like, I hear it, and it's back here. And, of course, I'm driving. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It is what it is. And all of a sudden, a few miles down the road, he's like, I don't hear it anymore. <laughs> the gas station, we realized the tip of the muffler is just completely gone. We're like, right, well, we don't need that. <laughs> so when you guys got into the Red Ball, instead of champagne to celebrate, did you have Cabernet Sauvignon? <laughs> <laughs> just the trip getting into the Red Ball was a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I figured you guys okay. would pick up well, after this. Okay, okay. So... Wes was driving, and um, we had had a spotter kind of lined up for that route. And as it worked out, he ended up meeting us at Red Ball. And then yeah, Jeff. Right, right. And then another cannonball guy, Dave Collins, um, was going to spot for us, unbeknownst to us. <laughs> so, you know, you asked about, like, are you tired at the end of the run? So we're going through PA. Wes is driving, I don't know, like low 100s, right? Like 1, 110, 120, something like that. Maybe a little faster. And, uh, 115, we'll call it there. Sure. <laughs> and all of a sudden we see this like speck of a Ford Explorer coming up behind us. We're like, uh oh. So we just kind of like hang out. We don't see any lights or anything. Nothing's going off on the dash. And it just goes flying by us at some ungodly rate. And we recognize it. We're like, that's, that's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he led us basically from Eastern PA all the way down to Red Ball. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, it was, was a, um, was very impressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was tough to keep up with. Dave's an awesome dude. And he met us the night before. Yeah. yeah. The night before the we left, we ended up at this bar next to our hotel with Dave Collins, who is probably as big as a drinker as I am. And me and him kind of stayed at that bar for a little bit on accident. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was expect- fine the next day. Yeah, so. we're, we were expecting to pull you out of that bar. Like We're like, <laughs> all right, if he doesn't come, come down from the hotel, we're going to go down to that bar. We're just going to drag him out. But you did pretty and well. And like Dave takes the train back to his house. I think he lives in Jersey. And I'm thinking like, what? I'll let you go down the train, Dave. Yeah, I swore it was a cop. I was like, I'm going to let this cop go by because he is hauling ass. And then I was like, what? It's just That's a blacked guy. out Ford Explorer. Yeah, I think it's even on black cop car Steelys too. I can't stand people who have those. It's, but yeah, it, like he was not I even supposed to be that, it was that fast. Out. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be that far out. He was supposed to be like somewhere in New Jersey. But then I'm like, oh, this is where I want to spot her anyway. So it worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Bennett Wilson asks, why haven't we talked about what Nick found in the bushes? Is it different from what Wes found in the bushes? Okay, we have talked about it, Bennett. You gotta, you gotta listen. Um, what tactics, Elon Musk is suspicious. What tactics and or supplements do you use to stay awake? It was just caffeine for me. 
So I don't think you even had any, right? I had a little bit. So, so I'm a I'm a huge coffee drinker. I'm a big caffeine junkie. Uh, and about two months before the run, I cut all my caffeine out. Uh, decaf coffee, the whole thing. So that's the same thing that um Scott Bauer did. Yeah, he went on a caffeine cleanse. Yep. yep. Yeah, I I read Bug Out, and so that kind of maybe stuck with me like okay. as, a, as a good idea for how to do it. So thank you, Scott. Um. And so I think I had maybe two five-hour energies the whole drive, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sipped on them. But Do they last for five hours? No. 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 Such a lie. Yes. <laughs> fantastic marketing. Good for them that they can pull that off, but absolutely not. No. No. I didn't use any of that stuff till our way back. No. I just drank water mostly. Yeah. I also went on that caffeine cleanse, too. I usually do any kind of cannonball runs. I'll make sure that I cut out for a month decaf coffee and stuff like that and then change the diet so you don't have to go to the bathroom as much yep Dude, you so. were drinking bang like i know i at the end i was like <laughs> sucking those things down like i was like no more water it's a straight energy drink i need like, another bang i'm I like just, I got I three a, back there still i had a four pack and i'm like you know what this is the time i'm like i'm so over this like i like i don't know where i'm gonna get my power from <laughs> i was just reaching for anything i could get at this point i was like just i'm about to run out of steam because what had great snacks though oh yeah i like to thank aaron for bringing those uh with those little tangerines or whatever they were oh yeah those are great yeah you were mowing them down you're like oh man these things are so good <laughs> peeling it putting it out the window yeah with I your just, snot rags and everything. I ate the M&Ms. yeah i i just ate the m&ms which <laughs> yeah i love junk food so that worked out great so ty ty picard asked the question we all want to know will there be another c to c to c with this team or with this car since your record was broken so quickly. I'm retired. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, when when you really understand what it takes to put together a car, put together a team, a run, I mean, it's amazing that we did what we did. And I'm really happy that we did what we did. And we had a great, oh, I had a great time. I think these guys dealt with it. Um, <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah. I, I just yeah. enjoyed talking to the truck drivers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun, too. Um I mean, I'm not going to say I'm never going to cannonball again, uh, but that's a that's a big ask to go out sure. and do something like this one more time. Yeah. I don't know. You're just going to let Mercedes hold all the records? And Audi. Okay. We'll, we'll see about that. But. You mean a Ford Toros? <laughs> <laughs> Wes, thoughts? Would you know, go just... again if Nick called you? If I called I'd... you. So I know my fiance is watching, and I probably shouldn't give the right answer. I love you. No, Spectrum but, probably made sure she isn't. <laughs> That's a conversation I'm going to have at home. But most likely, if I get a phone call, I'm, I don't know. I'm just a good group of guys, and timing's right. I mean, for a lot of people, they have a hard time going one way. And it's a lot to go there and back. And now you have a faster time, more things to worry about. Yeah. It'd be a lot. I think it'd be a lot harder to go. And to not accomplish it. Yeah. Right? Like, like, you succeeded to then go and have a chance at failure. Yeah. You can have, like, an awesome time. That might undo the the good memories of what you did. Yeah. Like, you can go out one way and have a hell of a time. Well, guess what? You do that all again. Mm -hmm. And it could just tank. And what if you don't beat your own time? Yeah. Like, that's another thing, too. But guess what? You went and did it again. For nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For the clicks on the internet webs. (laughs) Yeah. So many clicks. Um, <laughs> the other question that everybody wants to know, what is the most annoying thing about spending 65 hours in a car with Mark Spence? Oh, Jesus. 
I, I riding with Mark was great. Um, I don't really have too much to say about that. Probably uh, means it's not. I would say other other than his uh, yeah <laughs> nasal issues. Um, but Mark and I actually rode back together then too. So after mm-hmm. the run, we drove the car back home. Um, and we got stuck in a snowstorm in PA, uh, where Mark serenaded me for a couple of hours. <laughs> As, Did he use my songs that I wrote? Yes. Uh, the, the cannibal. I, I have a yeah. video of him singing me Fred Bear. So that, that's, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was fun. Yeah. So after the run, after these guys drove out and back in 65 hours and then slept one night and then drove to Ohio, they were half an hour from me and said, Hey, we're stopping at a bar, come out and celebrate. And I'm like, uh, I'm too tired. How do I tell them I'm too tired? <laughs> and I don't want to drive half an hour. <laughs> I well, can't, Dan met so us, I'm going to so. say my wife won't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was, yeah. Well, I, you always got to have fun antics while doing these run- runs and stuff. I wanted to meet up with you guys so badly. And I just, I, it was like the night that I felt like I was getting sick and I was just like, I'm exhausted. And if I go out, I'm waking up sick tomorrow. And yeah. So. But Dan came. Right. But Dan came. Dan's always up for a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our questions. Um, thank you guys for being here tonight. Uh, any final words? Anything you want to highlight about what happened or what you did that you just have to get Can off? We do the chest? CB story, please. The what? The CB so story. during P- all through PA, we had these CB radios that only picked up kind of like local like dump truck drivers and stuff. And these two guys, Wes made a TikTok about it. It's like the end of it. These two guys are talking about it, and they're like, "Hey, where's the?" You better not help the boss man sees that and the boss is like, and the guy's like, yeah, boss man drives an F-250. And I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we, Great we, uh, story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you go, and then I found $10. <laughs> it was funnier in person than tell the story. Yeah. Though, just the, so the truck drivers were going back and there. forth and they were, they were talking about whether or not their boss was out on the road watching them. And so Mark gets on the CB. And he goes, I saw that. Like, he's their boss. And, like, you can hear there's, like, silence. And then one of them goes on, what'd you see? <laughs> Everything. That's what a TikTok has. Yeah. Like a little yeah. So, Wes is in the back seat. And I'm, I think I'm driving. And, and Mark's in the passenger seat. And he caught us, like, laughing our, our tails off as we were uh, making fun of the truck drivers. So, whoever they were, we, we apologize. But that was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on tonight. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs or follow your shenanigans? Oh, jeez. I got, the, I got the longest list out of all of them. Well, just pick one. Don't we, They don't want your Tinder. It's only men watching this it's other than my mom. Tinder slash suspense. Instagram is uh, suspense with Spence with two Cs because goes far back. I got... TikTok is something, and then there's a Facebook page called Mark's Listen, Beard. Find Mark one Spence's of us. Beard. Just, just, just hash, find hashtag smooth. Find Mark. one of us, and then or you can any, find him. Any <laughs> any bar in Willoughby with good food. <laughs> That's where you'll find him. But most of my uh, social media stuff is at the West underscore Express. That's how you can find me. TikTok or um, Instagram. Gotcha. Thank you. I'm I'm on the. The tickety talk and the Instagram as well, uh, at Nick goes fast and Nick is N I K. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Where can they find you out patrolling, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. Security right. for the Portofino. The, right. It is time for the props and flops of the night. The props and flops are brought to you by Switch Cars. Switch Cars is the enthusiast's dealership where we buy, sell, consign, service, and store only cars that we like ourselves. I lie. I'll store any car as long as they pay. Um Check out our hand-picked inventory at SwitchCars.com. Our pick of the week from SwitchCars inventory is a 2007 911 Carrera Cabriolet in black over sand beige with only 12,000 miles on it. And it is a manual transmission. That one is just in. It's not even on the website yet. So I don't even know a price. But if you call in and use discount code SWITCHCAST, we'll give you $1,000 off our arbitrary price that hasn't been decided yet. So if you're looking for a beautiful 911 convertible, that is it. The prop of the week in true cannonball form gentleman named james mcgill is driving a diesel hybrid volkswagen xl1 this is a one liter hybrid car from new york to san francisco not to break a record but to raise money for alzheimer's research which is in the vein of cannonball because uh brock yates's memorial fund is uh for alzheimer's as well um, something that Brock suffered from. So uh, this is definitely uh, a good tribute to Cannonball. Um, I didn't even know that XL1 existed, but it gets apparently like 250 miles per gallon, and you sit in tandem, uh, so it can be more aerodynamic, and the coefficient of drag is 0.15, which is half of the average vehicle that has good Aerodynamics. I think our E63 was 0.29, and the Honda Insight is like low 0.2s. But yeah, it's it's 0.15, um, and uh, yeah. So if you see him driving westbound, I think he's in uh, I don't know Illinois or Iowa or something now. But uh, yeah, take a picture, whatever. Give him a thumbs up and donate to uh, to the fund that he's raising money for. So I thought that was uh, pretty cool, even though I don't like hybrids. The flop of the week. Toyota has applied for a patent for manual transmissions, well, simulated manual transmissions in EVs. Now, you might think, well, that's a prop of the week because they're continuing manual transmissions one way or another. No, it's a flop because it's fake. They're not real manual transmissions. It's literally software that basically adjusts the torque curve and makes you think that you're driving an actual manual transmission to the point that it even simulates stalls. <laughs> Sorry, first time. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, the reason I hate it is because it's basically admitting general acceptance of EVs. I appreciate that Toyota's tr- Toyota is trying to keep like the automotive enthusiast aspect of things alive, and they were the prop last week because they came up with a manual transmission for the Supra. But it's no, uh, just EVs. No, they need to die need to go away um and to me this is kind of like the the simulation of of engine noises like in the aston martin vanquish and and in evs other new cars where it's like piping engine noise and and amplifying it through the cabin so it sounds better than it actually is real car guys want to hear the real motor real explosions going through real stainless steel exhaust pipes real natural acoustics and we want to actually shift gears and be able to grind them and stall 
the real way. This, this is crap. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate the effort, but still a flop. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah. That wraps up our evening. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Mark, for being uh, in front of the camera. I'm happy to he'll, be on this side of the camera. He'll be relegated to the other side of the camera next week. Don't worry. Um, thank I you, Nick, for flying out. Thank you, thank Wes, you. for driving. driving out. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, BoxCast, Nuts for Sticks, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, and Stephen Holm Woodworking. Thank you to our producer and call screener, Ethan Huffnagel. Uh, our, produ- our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream their full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available Friday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m., and we'll look forward to answering your automotive questions to help you on the drive of your life. And keep tabs on my Instagram this weekend because we are going... Starting out SwitchCast on the road, we're taking an epic automotive trip to the East Coast, to Connecticut and Rhode Island to see some great shows and museums. So, uh, again, watch my social media for that and some really cool guests upcoming. 